0: Welcome to another episode of The Growth Engineers. We're going to cover a topic today that most business owners have heard about, but it feels like that magic black box that we really don't understand. So we're going to ask the questions today, what does a business owner really need to know about SEO, search engine optimization? Where should you spend your time? Where should you spend your money? And quite honestly, should you even care? So that's the topic of today's episode of The Growth Engineers. I'm excited to have you on board with the team of today.
1: Yo, Dean, I love that. And should you even care? Right. Tell me, should I care? <laughs> What a fantastic question. Should you even care? And the short answer to your question is you, yes, you should care, right? And uh, I, I don't wanna frame something for this conversation because everybody wants to jump into SEO. And truthfully, most of SEO is a bunch of tactics. And here on The Growth Engineers, we're not about tactics. We're about helping you understand the principles and the strategies for growth of your business. Not the tactics, we're not just here to plaster something on and say, hey, go try this, and yeah, ooh, it worked today. Next week, let's try something different. That's not what it's about. So let's take it a step up and look at the overall strategy. And in order to look at the strategy here, the thing that I wanna focus on Dean is traffic. Because that's
0: really what it's about, right? It is. And before we go to traffic, can we do this? Let's go one step above that. Sure. To frame this conversation up, what is the goal? What is the strategy around our website? We all have been told we need one, right? We need a website, obviously we need a website. Oh, yeah. But let's start there and we can work our way down because SEO is a key foundational piece of that once you answer that question. So why do I need a website? Why that may sound elementary? Let's at least frame it up.
1: You know, it's so funny because it does sound like an elementary question, right? And it isn't because there are so many people who don't understand that your, your website right now could be making you or losing you money. On both sides. Okay. And so it's not an elementary question at all because it, it's important to understand that your website holds a very pivotal part of the equation when someone's looking at no, like, and trust. In order to buy from you, they must go through no, like, and trust. They have to get to know you, they have to learn to like you, they have to trust you before they buy from you and your website is a huge part of that. And if you're not clear on your website's role in that process, you may create completely the wrong type of website.
0: Right, yeah. So all my time and effort on LinkedIn doesn't replace my website? No, not at all. My YouTube channel doesn't replace my website? It doesn't, not at all. Obviously you see where I'm going, right? They 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 all come together. There you go. Yeah. Right, right, right.
1: It's not an or, it's not an or, it's an and. And let me also give you this. I have two clients that unfortunately lost their Instagram accounts in the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. Two, in highly visual businesses, where Instagram is a big deal for them, what if they didn't have a website? What happens then? If you place all of your proverbial eggs of marketing in someone else's rented or leased basket, what happens when Twitter goes to X and it no longer is where you should be? Yeah. What happens when the network decides they don't like you anymore and they cut you off for no good reason? What happens to you then? And so that's why it's not an or, it's an and. It's an and, and you, you own your website. Email list and website. Two
0: things you own, and really the only two things you get to own. Yeah, absolutely. So we know we need a website. We know that it's the hub of our like online presence, right? We drive traffic yeah. to and from it. So if I'm a professional service provider, my intent for the website may be different for me being someone that's selling online, e-commerce. Absolutely. Right? So how do we think about SEO because we can take this conversation in any number of directions. I'm curious to see like how does that impact as we think about SEO as a strategy?
1: Yeah. So how it impacts is where it fits in that journey of no, like, and trust. Okay. So obviously, if you're an e commerce brand, then your website has to deal a lot with the trust because the sale happens there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So that's a a huge part of what you need to, to, to build there with it and understand, and we'll get to SEO in a moment, but understand the strategy around that. If you're a service business, then your website may be the place where, depending on how you have it set up, people come to get to know you. That might be their first interaction with you. They may not have seen an ad. They may not have seen you on social. They may see your website first. They get to know you. They begin to like you a little bit. And guess what? They may get to like you. And then, as you said, Dean, just now, it almost becomes a turnstile because from your website, you may send them to your social. And on your social, they may begin to trust you a little bit more Then the the social sends them back to the website to finish the trust relationship. Right. And so that's where understanding where it fits, as we talk about traffic, is so very important.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. awesome. Yeah, makes sense. So let's get into the SEO piece now, right? We've kind of framed it up. Hopefully our audience understands where we're headed. Obviously, there are lots of tactics associated with search engine optimization. And we can touch on those to give people a sense of what we're talking about here. But if I'm a business owner and I need more traffic to my website because that's my know, like, and trust place and I've got a plan to convert traffic into something, right? There's a distinct path there. I've got a plan there That's part yeah. of our strategy. Where would I start? Where would I start? What do right. I need to think about?
1: So there's three keys to traffic. Three keys to traffic. Number one is an obsession with your audience. You see, there's so many people who, and, and, and this is part of what frustrates me a bit, okay? They have, and we've talked about productizing, they productized SEO, okay? They've taken a service and productized it and then commoditized it, Mm. right? And say, okay, we'll do your SEO for 3.99 a month or 6.99 a month or 12.99 a month and we'll do your SEO. And, And people are attracted to that. And what they miss is in order for that to be at all effective, you have to start with the obsession of your audience. You have to know your audience better than they know themselves. What motivates them? What demotivates them? Why are they even looking at you? What did they try before you? What other services are they considering? What do their friends think about this? Who do they ask for advice? How often do they ask for advice? You need to know all of that stuff about them. What are their pain points? You see, because once you understand all of that, That informs the second key to traffic. And that is, you all ready? A content strategy. Oh, we're going to master your SEO. We're going to write you blogs. And we'll give you four blogs a month for $12.99. Just four blogs. (laughs) We'll do some keyword research and see what your competition is writing about and write stuff for you. But what if your audience doesn't care about that? Why am I writing a blog about something my audience has no interest in just because my competition thought enough of it? Yeah. (laughs) Right? Right. Or even worse that I've seen SEO companies do, okay, is... We're going to write about these topics because there's a ton of search volume for these topics. Yes, there's a ton of search volume for that topic. But guess what? The search intent for that topic does not match my business. So the topic is related to my business, but why people are searching for it isn't. So why do I want to write about it?
0: Yeah. So intent, that's a really important component. And you mentioned that. Talk about intent. Because there's a lot of data around intent that most marketers don't think enough about.
1: Oh, absolutely. Most marketers ignore intent. Why do they ignore intent? Because intent becomes subjective. And it's so much easier, and and I agree, to base things on data. There was this much search volume in this time period, and there's this much competition. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. When someone's searching, they're searching for a reason and in understanding why they're searching. So for for example, typhoons in the Philippines. There may be a lot of search volume for that. And if you were selling a typhoon readiness kit, you may think, oh man, that's a really, really good search term that I should create content on. But now when we look at and dig into the search intent behind that term, we may realize that most of that search volume is from eighth graders around the world writing book reports. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not people right? dealing with firsthand that weather issue, yeah.
1: And so that may not be a great search term. Whereas, tools for surviving a typhoon in the Philippines, Might have very little search volume, but guess what? Everyone who's searching for that is looking to buy your product. Who would you rather talk to? Eighth grades, eighth graders, or people looking to buy your product? And that is the beauty of understanding search intent beyond just understanding how much volume there was, which is why when you start with understanding the pain points and being obsessed with your audience, it drives your content strategy versus allowing volume and metrics to drive your strategy. Volume and metrics only get to validate the decisions that you're making. They don't get to drive the decisions that you're making. Mm -hmm. The decisions that you make about what content that you're going to create needs to be driven by what it is your customers want where their pain point is that's why it's the second key to traffic the third key to traffic guess what is SEO SEO as a strategy now is the third key to traffic and guess what if you do the first two correctly the third one just falls into place why does it fall into place because Every search engine out there has the same goal. They're all modeled after Google. Right. <laughs> okay. Whether it's Facebook search, or whether it's TikTok search, they're all modeled after Google because it's the greatest search engine. And what does Google want? Google wants that when you type something in, it returns results that are relevant to you and what you want right now. In other words, your intent. So... If you were obsessed with your customer and knew what their pain points were and knew what they were looking for and you created content based on that, then it's only natural that the search engines will love you. And sure, can we get into the nitty gritty of cumulative layout shift? Yeah, we can get into all those nitty gritties. Can we get into backlinking and all? Yeah, but guess what? If you mastered all of that and ignored your audience
0: and the content strategy, none of that matters. None of it matters, yeah. It's all mechanics otherwise, right? So what I'm hearing is start by knowing your audience. Yes. And isn't that one of the fundamentals of running and building a great business? Yes. Right, because we often lose sight of that. And and I'll also emphasize something that you said, Atiba, you never once got fixated on business owners of CPA firms that have four employees and the demographics are far less important than the psychographics, how your prospects think, what they care about, what they're trying to achieve. That has to come first. You can segment the world by some demographics. That's fine, right? Because you're not chasing eighth graders. You're chasing people that live in the Philippines. Sure, demographics help. But what's far more important are understanding the graphics, who and how they think. And so we've just got a couple of minutes left on this episode. Give our listeners a couple of tips on how would they even start to understand that?
1: Well, This is going to be a shameless plug, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Just saying, right? But on the order of of creating content, one of our packages that we have at videoprompts.ai is you will get the ultimate ICP, ideal customer profile prompt that will help you with the ideation of your ideal customer from ChatGPT, okay? Now, I want to be clear, it's a tool. It's not going to give you the answer. It's going to point you in a direction, and then you can continue on. Because, And where do you continue on? You continue on by saying, okay, here's the data it provided me. How does this compare to the people I already have? Or it may even say, hey, people I already have, let me ask you this question and see if this is true about you. Yeah. Okay? And you get to build that ideal customer profile. Now, there's something super important about an ideal customer profile. And I see people make mistakes with, and I've been doing this just like you, Dean, since like 2001. Okay, we've been doing these for a long time. People make two mistakes in business with the ideal customer profile. Number one, they don't define it. <laughs> Number two, they define it today and they never revisit it. It is a human being, quote unquote. It is a living thing. You're going to learn and have a relationship with this ideal customer and learn more and more and more about them. You need to update this regularly yep. and understand your customer better and more deeply regularly. Not just, oh, I put it in chat GPT. It's some stuff out. I then went and massaged it. Now it's done and it will be that way for the next 10 years.
0: No, it well. won't. I wish it was that easy. It's not <laughs> it's not even close. yeah,
1: it's not That's a great. it's point. not. And so you've got to make sure that you're updating your ideal customer profile and really looking at it at, and continually as you learn about your real life customers updating your ideal customer profile yeah. because I guarantee you there are things that you consider about your ideal customer today that then you get that customer who matches that stuff and you're like, oh, actually,
0: not actually sure I like that. Anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah, and as your business evolves and your products and services evolve, yes. your your ideal customer profile. Do you think the recession and economic factors impact your ICP? Of course, they Yeah, Absolutely, so because it important. changes. It yeah. changes that their pain points. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, wow. we covered a lot today. Ativa, I appreciate it. We think SEO is the number one thing to drive traffic. And we learned today that it's the third of three foundational elements to driving traffic to your website. So, hopefully, everybody found today's episode of the Growth Engineers helpful. Join us next week. We've got another awesome topic. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. See you.